Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. We, uh, I'm going to be teaching in a topical style, so all over, but we're dominantly in 2 Timothy chapter 3 tonight. Just going to live there for, for a little bit, um, but I'm going all over the place. But I love you guys, and I'm really glad you're here. I'm really excited for the word um, that the Lord has for you. So, um, yeah, uh, who can who can help me out? Who's in here with me? Alex, are you in here, bro? Is Alex in here? No. Katie, do me a favor. Can you do, you mind closing those those glass doors for me? Thank, thanks, girl. Hey guys, Katie's back. Can we all clap for Katie. Yeah. Katie brought a second human being in the world. It's pretty miraculous. Um, yeah. So Katie, um, we're all still alive, but we missed you. So we're glad you're back. Yeah. Cool. Welcome back, Katie. All right. Can I pray for you guys? Cool. God, I love you, Lord, and I'm excited uh, for what you want to speak to us. So let us all have ears to hear, and let us not just hear this word, but let us apply it to our life as well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, awesome, guys. So at the start of every school, uh, new school year, I aim to review the what, the values. Um, you, guys, you guys have seen these posters on the wall. And I want them to be more than posters on a wall. I want it to be something that we actually value. We can't call something a value unless we actually know them, aim for them, and live for them. So what is the first value that we talked about in the first part of the series two weeks ago? Okay, that's coming, but that's not it. The decision. I heard someone whisper it. Who had it? Yeah, well done, Michael. Thank you, thank you. Okay, and what did we talk, to, uh, talk about last week? No, not disciple. We haven't talked about that yet. That's coming next week. Devotion and discipline. And what were we talking about we need to be devoted to? It starts with a P. Prayer. We're Christians, right? We believe in prayer. We like prayer. That's right. We want to be people that are devoted to prayer. Um, and, and there are many disciplines. There are many things I want you to be devoted to in spiritual practices. But the primary two I have for you in this season of the, your life that I want more than anything is the Word of God and prayer. And we didn't hit on the Word of God last week, so we're going to hit on it in, tonight. An incredibly big question is, can I trust the Bible? Has it been put together correct, correctly and accurately, and is it true? How do we not know it's just this incredible game of telephone, and, and, and did all these things actually happen? That's a huge topic that we're going to get into later in the fall. We're going into another series called Controversial Jesus, where we ask some of the hard-hitting questions, and, and that is one of them that we'll be hitting on. So tonight, I'm not going to be focusing on, can we trust the Bible, but I'm looking at what is the Bible, why should I be devoted to it, and how do I study the Bible? So the first thing that I have for you is, what is the Bible? And um, Connor, is that, can you play that video for me? I, for, I forgot about the video. Do we have it? If not, you know what? If we have it, if we have time at the end, we'll just rock it. You can do it? Cool, let's charge it. All right, cool, do it, go. Thank you. We are all being formed by something. The scripture is a library of writings, both divine and human, that tell a unified story leading us to Jesus. But are the words in this strange ancient book still relevant? Do they still mean anything to us today? To Jesus, the Bible is trustworthy. To Jesus, the Bible has authority. The scriptures were designed to be read for formation, to shape us into the image of Jesus. In this book, we find life. 
In this book, we find a new way to be human. Right on, I love that. I love the way um, that lady was explaining it. She said that the Bible, the scripture, you can read with me on the screen, is a library of writings, both divine and human, that tell a unified story that leads us to Jesus. It's extremely important, pivotal for us, critical for us as a Christ follower. Now, how many books are there in the Bible? Come on. Yeah, who was in uh, Oana? Come on. You guys know. You guys know. Okay, cool. Um, very simplified explanation. Uh, the, the Bible is divided into two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And in the Old Testament, it's ultimately the story of God's people, the Israelites, constantly attempting to usher in the kingdom of God. But in their constant failures in pursuit of ushering the kingdom of God, they constantly fail saying that I can't do it. You couldn't do it. The Israelites couldn't do it. So we need someone perfect. We need someone better. Right? We need someone greater. So enter the New Testament, enter Jesus, and in him we had someone who was fully human and fully God, not reconciling just the Jews, but all men to God through his life, death, and resurrection. And then we conclude the Bible, not just with the New Testament stories of Jesus, but from the writings of his followers as well. So that, that's a very condensed version for what the Bible is. Now, the next question I have that I want to answer is why then should we be devoted to it? We talked about this first value that we have that I want all of you guys to make the decision that Jesus Christ is my Lord, that he's the master, that he's the captain, he's the king. I've, repent, I've repented and I've turned my life over to him. I know I'm his child now and I know that I'm called to live in a way that brings him praise and glory. I want to walk in relationship with God. When we make that decision, we're saying, I want to be with Jesus. I want to become like Jesus, and I want to do what Jesus did. Now, the Bible, with the help of the Holy Spirit, when you read it, is the voice of God speaking to you. The Bible, it shows us how to live and how to be human, how to change and how to grow. It's instructions for what he desires for us and what he desires for mankind as well. And when we're actually in the word, when we're applying what it says to our life, we're meeting the prayer with action. When we pray out, Jesus said, pray like this. Pray that we would bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. When we read the Bible and do what it says, we're actually saying, let your kingdom come. You can read with me in the Bible, or in your, in your Bibles, and on the screen, it says in 2 Timothy that all scripture is God-breathed. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So this Bible, these, these collection of these books, it's written by man, but students, who's it inspired by? It's inspired by God. It is God-breathed is what we're seeing Paul tell Timothy. We're seeing that it's useful, not just for when this text was written 2,000 years ago, but it's still useful and absolutely applicable for our life today. We see that in this text as well, the Bible, it teaches us. It teaches us how to live. It teaches us what God wants. It teaches us to handle all of life's problems. But beyond that, when we look at the Bible, it's like looking at ourselves in a mirror. And when we see what God wants and we see what we're not doing, we see how we can get right with God and live according to what he wants for our life. But beyond that, it even trains us. It's not just this instruction manual that's going to tell us to, uh, you're messed up and you need to figure it out, but it's actually going to help us become more like Jesus Christ. It says in Luke 6 verse 40 that the disciple, when he's fully trained, he won't be above his teacher, but he will be like his teacher. 
It trains us how to become like Jesus Christ himself. And then beyond that, we're going to hit this in a few weeks, the direction value. It equips us for the things that God has for us and that God wants for us. Man, it's not just this instruction manual, a list of do's and don'ts. It's a book that changes our hearts. See, I frequently tell you guys in the scriptures, we're compared to two different types of people. We're compared to who? Who are we compared to in the scriptures? It starts with an A. An athlete, thank you, Leah. Okay, another word, it starts with a, a W. Someone who fights. Warrior. We're frequently compared to athletes and warriors. And that's good, that's true, right? That's just a comparison, however. Who we are is sons and daughters. And with that, that means that God is your father. He wants your heart. And the one thing he wants, what do you think is the one thing that God wants? What do you guys think? I think that's true, Autumn. I think he wants your heart. He wants relationship. Yeah, those are both good answers. I agree with those things. You know what he wants, the one thing that he wants? He wants to spend time with his kids. He wants to spend time with his children. It's not an obligation. It's a beautiful, vibrant relationship that we can have with the Father. We read this story about Jesus. We see it in Luke chapter 10. You can read with me on the screen. Story about Mary and Martha, these friends of Jesus that he has, and he's coming to visit them. And it said that Martha, she was busy preparing the food, preparing the house, making everybody comfortable, making everybody feel at home, which doesn't seem like a bad thing. That seems like being a good host. But Jesus didn't just want her acts of service. We see here Mary was doing what God really wanted from her. It says that in verse 41, it says, The Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you're worried and upset over all these details, but there's only one thing worth being concerned about. It's being here, spending time with me, walking in fellowship with me. I want to talk with you. I want to share with you. And can I have that with you as well? The psalmist says the same thing. We see again what God wants more than anything is to spend time with you. Because yes, we're like warriors. Yes, we're like athletes. But who we are are his children. And we have a perfect father who loves us. He says, the one thing I want, and this is the psalmist saying, I want that one thing from you too, Lord. He says, I ask from you. This is the only thing that I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze on the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. Man. God loves us. We are his children. The reason that we're devoted to it is because it does some incredible things with us, but it's how we hear the voice from our Father who loves us. Now, finally, we learn how do I study the Bible? How do I study with the Bible? I want you guys to study with consistency and creativity and context. Why do you think, right? See, see we're not rigid people. Okay, we are a people that have freedom in the Holy Spirit to study the Word of God at a time that best fits our schedule, right? I mean, they're, they're, I can't point to a scripture that says do it at 6, do it, do it at 5, do it at bedtime or whatever. But with that, there's power in consistency. Now, let me ask you for a second. Why do you think there's power in being consistent in our approach to studying the Bible? It doesn't just apply to the Bible. It applies to many things. Why is there power in consistency? Yeah, it's true. We are what we repeatedly do. So are we repeatedly doing it? What do you think, Nathan? Sure. Okay. 
Okay. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. Anything else to add? That's, that's both, both those are very good. Yeah, what do you think? Come on. That's right. That's right. We want to be consistent with it because, yes, when we're in it, we're going to grow, right? And like Michael said, we are what we repeatedly do. And like, like, like you, you just said, Steiger, we want to be people that do this habitually, not because we have to, but because we don't want it to be just something that we do it when we can get to it, right, or when we have time for it. Because when does that time ever actually come? That'll never actually happen. So we want to plan this accordingly and be specific with it, right? Like I want to go on date nights with my wife on the weekends. So if I don't arrange my mom and dad to come over to take care of Spencer Jack so that can happen, if we don't plan for this, if we're not consistent with this, the date won't happen and our relationship can't thrive the way that we want it to, right? We need that time with each other. But then beyond that, yes, we got to be consistent, but within that consistency, you and I can be creative, right? Because if it was up to me, we'd be at Red Robin every Friday night on our date night, right? But Bree doesn't want to go there every single time, and ultimately, even I would get bored of it, right? Within this time you spend with the Father, I think you can be creative in this season that he has for you when you're studying in that word, right? So, so can I hear from you guys for a second? Man, what is your way that you hear the voice of God from the word of God? Can someone share, is someone comfortable sharing that tonight? Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Someone else, what is your approach to scripture? When you read it, this is how I engage it. This is what I do. Yeah, what do you think? So, so one half from a devotion and one half from the Bible itself? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Anyone else want to share? How do you engage the scripture? Yeah. Cool. So con like like I'm at my phone like a lot for every time I get a text. So you're getting reminded of these promises. That's cool. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, for sure. You know, sometimes I'm in a season of going through a U version reading plan. Sometimes it's just classically, just me and my Bible, just with a pen and paper, because I, I want to be free of distractions. And when I grow the most in my walk with the Lord, it's my life application Bible with commentary, right? And it's just simply a highlighter, a pen, and a notebook. Right? When I feel like I forgot my first love, which is God, I go back to the beginning, right? And that's what really works well for me. But you know what's cool, man? There's even just such incredible things out there that is creative. There's this thing called the Streetlights Bible app. So it's these really cool, um, just like artists that are reading scripture over hip-hop beats. And it just like, it just engages like your, your, your mind musically and, and uh, man, you're just thinking about it and it, it just resonates with you. It's a great thing to do while you're going right? I want you to do whatever works for you in a way that God can speak to you, but I want us to be doing that consistently, right? Not by chance, not simply when I get, can get to it, but within that time, we can be creative. Some of us are crushing a Bible, reading through the whole Bible. Some of us are doing devotions. Some of us are doing it off of our phone. Some of us are in just a Bible with a pen and a piece of paper, and we're crushing it with that. You can be creative, but whatever you do, I want you to be consistent with it. 
But then with that, once we get there, we want to read the Bible within context. We want to know when it was written, who was it written to, what was going on in the culture at that time. Something important is when you guys are reading the Old Testament, you got to be reading that Old Testament through a Jesus lens, through a lens of the new, co- new covenant, right? Because, man, a lot of those things are really pointing to why we needed Jesus Christ. So if we're reading parts of the Bible without looking at it through the lens of Jesus, we're going to get off course. So I want you guys with consistency, with creativity, and with context to be engaging the word of God. If you guys are taking this out of context, if you guys could, what's a Bible verse like you could take out of context and be, be a doofus with it? Yeah, Michael. Okay, right? Like, like, what do you mean? How could we take that out of context? That he's just like a big baby or something like that? Oh, yeah, like he's a wimpy guy, right? Okay, yeah, that's good, Michael. That's good. Yeah, Nathan. Okay, so like, let's say, just say like Nathan just said, I can do all things through Christ's strength as me. He's like, okay, cool, I read it. You go jump off the building. You're like, I'm not going to get hurt at all, right? It's like, that's out of context. You're going to like screw up and get life wrong if you do that. Yeah, Matt. Why you got to play me like that, bro? But within context, to your point, it's like you're looking at, absolutely, it is, it is. That's Levitical law. That doesn't apply to us anymore. We're getting tats tonight, guys. Who's with me, right? New covenant, New Testament lens, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's crazy laws. It says, doesn't it say that women can't cut their hair a certain uh, length in in the Old Testament text? Like, what are we, all right, you keep your heads covered. It's like, what are we talking about here? Hey, hey, chill, chill, easy, Hannah, easy, Hannah. We're going to get into that stuff later, all right? Whoa, 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 whoa. We want to read the Bible with consistency, creativity, and within context. And if we don't get that right, even the point that Hannah just made, trying to throw my, my life off right now, right? We're going to get that wrong too, okay? Now, it's important that we understand this because you can take anything I said. You could take a snippet of me and what I just said tonight in this sermon about how we're getting tats tonight. You're like, that guy's a psychopath. We need to put him in jail. He's taking children to get tattoos, right? If we take anything out of context, we're going to get it incorrect. Beyond that, we want to start with a goal that's so small, it's impossible to fail. Why? Why do you guys think? Why do we want to start with a goal so small that it's almost impossible to fail? What do you think? Oh, man, Michael, that is discouraging. You have a wicked heart tonight, man. Someone else. Someone else who hasn't shared yet. Why is this a good principle to any goal we want? Not just Bible reading. No one? All right, cool. I'm going to read my notes then, right? Because many small steps, many small steps in the right direction with consistently can lead to great change and impact. It matters less how long you spend in this quiet time with the Father, what matters more is that you develop the discipline to go and enter into that quiet place with the Father. See, once again, we want to be clear and specific with this. We don't want it to be something we do just when we can get to it, but with it, we want to start setting goals so that we can start achieving what uh, God wants for us and spending time with him. Denzel Washington, can I get an amen somebody? This is something right here. He says this, and I I wish so bad at my voice sounded like his, but he says, dream big. But remember, dreams without goals are just dreams, and they ultimately fuel disappointment, right? If we don't set goals, right, if we don't start setting small, I'm not saying do something crazy. I'm going to read the Bible at 4 a.m. until I have to go to the bus stop. Guess what? 
you are going to fail right away. Start small. Start something that you can win, that you can start gaining success. Just simply develop the discipline of just starting it, and God will work it with you from there, all right? But they have to start with a goal. Otherwise, we're not going to achieve those dreams that God has for us. Finally, so what do I do? What do I ask myself when I get there? We, we, we go and ask when we're reading the word of God, what does it say, right? We're going to read the text. We have to read the text. And then from there, we say, what does this mean? What is going on here, right? And then after that, we're saying, what should I do, God? How do you want me to apply this word to my life? And then lastly, I believe that through our study of the word of God, we will have transformation through contemplation. Can you guys say that? Transformation through contemplation. So good. And you guys are such, like, we're, we're all so smart. We're all so good. Check this out. Check this out in Romans 12. What do I mean by that? Romans 12, it says that you and I, it says, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but instead be transformed by the renewing of our minds. I'll make you guys do this. I'm going to make you guys do it again. Everyone go like this, like your palm in a basketball. Okay, now we're, now we're just, ima- everyone say, it's time to use our imagination. Yeah. Imagination, right? Okay, so instead of a basketball that we're palming right now, it's our brains, right? We're holding our brains right now, okay? And now we're going even further. It's not a basketball. It's not a brain anymore, but it's a sponge. Everyone say sponge. All right, okay. Now take the sponge, and I want you to dunk it, okay? We just dunked it into the Word of God. Can I get an amen, somebody? All right, cool. But guess what? It's not the Word of God. It's a bucket. And you know what it's a bucket of? Water, okay? You just took your brain, which is a sponge, and then we just dunked it into the Word of God, which is a bucket. Now this sponge is getting saturated with the Word of God. When our brains are being saturated by the Word of God, like a sponge soaking it up, is that you and I, we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We will become like God himself. And then beyond that, it says that we can discern the will of God. This is why it's important for us to practice the devotion and discipline of studying scripture is because A, we are transformed into his image, and then B, we can know what God wants us to do. But beyond that, it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, He says, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. And it says, think about these things. Everyone say, think about it. Thank you. All right, that's the last thing I'm going to make you do. Better translation of that is contemplate these things. Contemplate these things. What does that mean? When Paul tells us to think about the promises of the word of God, he wants them to swirl around in our brains. He wants it to be digested into our soul and then practiced into our life, right? What's this, what's this mean? He doesn't want it to go in one year out the other. He wants you to not read 30 chapters because you're not going to be able to contemplate them. Walk away with the truth that you can apply to your life for today. And that is where life change, one step at a time, small steps in the right direction, is going to lead to great impact and great change. Let me pray for you. God, I love you, Lord. I pray for these students. I believe I see a group of men and women out here that are hungering and thirsting for righteousness. So, Father God, let us meet our... Um, our desires and our emotions and what we want with action by hearing your voice from the Father who loves us so that we can become like you and just experience that sonship or daughtership that you have for us. Lord, use us, God, to make your name great. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.